It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Darnold. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And no practice today, so figured we'd answer some training camp-related questions. So anybody who has any specific things that they're wondering about as far as what's going on at training camp can find out exactly what the story is from the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, you ready to answer some training camp questions? Let's get it. This is what I live for. <laughs> Here we go. First one, which made me laugh, are Rich Semini and Adam Gase at odds with each other. Now, I should say right off the bat, most of these questions are going to be just Chris answering these because he's the one at camp. So I'll throw something in once in a while when I have something to say. But for the most part, Chris will be the one talking about this. I think, Chris, and this is just a hunch based on what I've gathered from talking to a couple of people, this is just kind of how Gase is. He's just kind of a smartass. He plays around with the reporters. The reporters all know it. And I think most people understood that he was just screwing around with Semini. I can't speak to this because I don't know Gase personally, and I certainly don't know Semini personally either. But I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's just playful teasing and he doesn't have anything personal against Semini. Yeah, so let me just walk you through how I experienced this yesterday because I had come home from practice, I was writing an article, and then I went to look on Twitter to get a clarification on something. And as I was scrolling through, I see a Samini tweet that out, and I watched the video, and I cackled. And I, I mean a legitimate cackled, like guffaw, all that good stuff. I was dying laughing from it. And I it was... I didn't think that there was any malice, nothing negative. It was, this is exactly how Adam Gase is with us all the time. He's like this uh, cracking jokes with us right before the camera starts rolling. He's, he comes over the sidelines sometimes and he does that with us. Uh, one of the first days of practice, he was over there and he was dropping uh, Tommy Boy lines. And then I replied back, he was talking about picking up on the sar sarcasm. And I was like, because you're laying it on pretty thick. And then we started trading lines back and forth. And he was talking about how his kids are obsessed with that movie. 
and he just he's a ball buster and we bust his chops right back and uh like he does it with Kaz, he does it with Smeen, he does it with all of us and this is how it is and everybody has at least some friends that you like that with and yeah okay we're not all friends but we all understand what it is and uh there was, I promise you, Samini didn't take that any type of way. He got a good chuckle at it. Um, and even if he, he did, he it wouldn't bother him. Um, but he didn't mean anything behind it. It was just a joke. He, he definitely didn't want to answer the question. But instead of just being, like, grumpy about not answering the question, I guess he came across grumpy but to some people. Because I went back and I was looking at Twitter later and I saw a bunch of people being, what do you even is this? Why do you have to be like this? And they weren't understanding the context of this. And they were uh, misreading the tone and thinking he was really, uh, you know, being like kind of a jerk to Sabini. But he wasn't. He was joking. And honestly, this is the part of Adam Gase that is super endearing to me. Um, maybe it's because it lines up with my sense of humor. Uh but I, I think most people have that relation type of relationship with at least one person in your life where you kind of sarcastically making fun of each other and kind of, kind of just picking at each other sarcastically. That's all this was. It was all in good fun. We all found it funny. And that's, that's how it goes. That's how he, uh, how he jokes around with us. He keeps light. And listen, for all the problems he had in Miami, the beat writers all uh, raved about him with how they dealt with him and talked to him. Um, so th this is his personality and this is who he is. And it's extremely likable. This isn't going to impact any type of uh, my coverage. If the end of the season, I think that they had a bad season and he needs to be fired. I'm still going to say it. I'm not going to say keep the guy just because I like his personality, but I do generally like his personality because this is what it is. He's somebody, he has fun. He's funny. Uh, and it, this is harmless. It, it, there was nothing mean spirited about it. I thought it was hilarious personally. Like when he said, Oh, would you like to know Rich? And Samini said, Yeah. And he said, Well, why don't you just show up to practice and you'll see? And you could tell the dynamic between the two of them that there was ball busting going back and forth. And I didn't take it as anything other than that. I thought it was really funny. Next question comes in from Tommy Griffincrantz. He says, who has stood out both good and bad at camp that you did not expect? Uh, well, no, we can go the just the last couple of days. We've got Lawrence Cager uh, finally starting to do it. Uh, I was, um, especially after his first couple of days of camp, I was ready to write him off, but he's been showing up now. Um, Terrell Basham's another one. I don't know necessarily I want to say that he's like, greatly exceeded my expectations but he has uh he has definitely exceeded them and i i'm keeping a close eye on him going forward because every day he has showed up really well um trayvon wesco is is another guy i didn't i didn't have high expectations for him at all um i wasn't expecting anything from him and we've seen a bunch there um he's made a a, a bunch of plays uh Jeff Smith, another one who's who showed up pretty well, uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, I ex I expected Marcus May to be playing, but he's been playing even better th than I thought. Uh, Bless Austin's another guy. These last few days has really turned it on, and as as Denard Wilson said, he's dialed in right now, and you can really see it on the field. Um, as far as 
on you know somebody who's uh, expectation does not mean ex- expectations. I don't know that there's anybody I'd say that's been uh, a disappointment. Oh, I should add David Fales has been playing better than I expected to at quarterback. I don't know that there's anybody I've, I'm super disappointed in. That, the, the, that part is a tough question on this team because just how many weaknesses there are and how uh, shallow they are at so many positions. But I'll just say that I was I was hoping, for, for all your fans' sake, for – uh, for the sake of watching more competitive football and hoping a team could uh, be more competitive at the end of the season, I was hoping and expecting to see more out of the offensive line, especially the right side of the line. And we have not gotten that. And that has led to more more problems with getting the running game going than uh, the passing game. But they they haven't – again, I didn't have high expectations for it but they've fallen short for what my expectations were. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Peter J. Dillard. He says, gentlemen, of course, I must ask about the undrafted free agents. Which ones are having the best camps? We've heard about Cager, but anything on the potential Quale replacement, Jared Hilbers, anyone else that you've noticed that came in as an undrafted free agent? Yeah, you know, how much of this is, uh, 
due to the difference in training camp this year to COVID, all this stuff, I'm not sure. But this this has been a, a week showing as far as overall the undrafted free agent here. Uh, I got, like I said, I got Cager last couple of days. George Campbell, I had, a, I had a two good practices a little earlier in camp. Uh, you know, it was against uh, backups still, but he, he started to uh, get my attention for a little bit. He's kind of fallen back, hasn't done so much the last couple of days. And outside of that, I really got nothing for you. I mean, absolutely nothing. There's, this is one of these things that we were joking about. Us reporters were joking about it again tonight because we're filling out our roster pool where we try to guess all the players who will make the roster. Um, and there's, you know, obviously we know like 30 people that are going to obviously make the roster. And then there's like a whole bunch of spots where it's just like any of these guys, like the, the bubble portion of what is usually the bubble portion of the roster is much bigger than normal. And it could go any different direction because the bottom half of that ro- this roster is not anything to get excited about. And the undrafted age free agents aren't doing anything there. Um, again, the, there's the only real impressive thing on the offensive line at all is at times Makai Becton and then Connor McGovern. Um, and then today there was the Alex Lewis uh, impressively imposing his will in a menacing <laughs> fighting <laughs> way. But otherwise, the offensive line in general has just been bad. So I, I haven't seen anything out of him. Um, and yet there's, there's really – it's just those two wide receivers that have gotten my attention in any way, shape, or form. And I'm, I'm still not anywhere near uh, putting either of them on the roster. Next question comes in from Chris Wilson. He says, how impressive have Braden Mann's bombs been in person? What's the visual like from the media area? He's, he's let off some impressive ones. Don't get me wrong. Some haven't been as impressive, been short, wobbly, uh, but also admittedly sometimes when they go into special teams drills, I'm uh, taking a nice little stroll uh, about 15, 20 feet away from everyone, lowering my mask and taking my water breaks, getting get my sips of water in. Um, so it's, it's not something that I've been paying super close attention to. I can keep an eye out going forward for you, but he has let off a couple that just, you know, you hear it when it hits his foot, that boom, and just watch it rocket. And it, it is a thing of beauty. But I've also caught a couple where I was like, that that that's it? That's that's supposed to be the guy? So uh, I'll keep my eye on it going forward. Maybe I'll find another time to take my water breaks. But he's he has had a couple of them that are just really nice. And the, the most impressive thing about it is the sound when it hits his foot and takes off. It's it's like, you know, they always say in baseball about a, a good batter, the ball just sounds different coming off his bat. Well, the ball sounds a little different coming off a man's foot. <laughs> Eddie Reckis wants to know how Pirine has looked, and Articus wants to know how Becton has looked overall, also wants to know if there's any context to the picture of Becton using one hand to block Jenkins while mean mugging him at the same time. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure at the exact moment that was that photo was snapped. I did see that photo and I got a good chuckle out of it. To me, I I my guess is that that play had just kind of finished, 
and Becton had him by the jersey and was just kind of continuing to move him along. Um, that you know, that's the type of things you see in training camp all the time. That seemed to be in much more good spirit, uh, spirited way than the Jordan Jenkins and Alex Lewis confrontations today. So there was nothing. Uh, you know, they they weren't going at each other in that type of way. Um, but yeah, that, that was a funny and excellent pick. Um, overall, Becton has looked good. He's had his moments where he's looked like a rookie. Uh, I've talked about this a bunch, especially Jordan Jenkins has used his veteran savviness to, uh, to beat him on plays. And that's apparent when it happens. But again, uh, there, he's had his Becton's had his moments where you're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the guy. That's exactly what you hope and want out of a stud first round left tackle. Uh, you can see all the potential in the world, how high the ceiling is on him, but he's still got work to do. Um, just being consistent with his technique, um, work to it. So they're both apparent at times. Overall, though, I'd say he's he's probably further along than I expected at this point. Like I'm not surprised at all, but why? what I see physically when things are going right. But I do think he's probably further along mentally than I expected technique-wise. Basically what I'm saying, I think this year is still going to be a, a up and down for him. He's going to have his moments good and bad. But the potential, like, fans should be super excited about this kid long-term. Um, watching him, I just – it's a long way to go still, but I'm having a hard time seeing how he's not going to develop into a stud long term. Um, yeah, so that that has been uh, fun to watch. On the mental side, I think he's further along than I expected him to be. Uh, again, physically, he's that's what I expected from him, but he's further along mentally. Uh, with P. Ryan. Uh, today he had he he did a couple things that impressed me. He 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 looked really shifty. Um, he he had good bounce in his step. I talk about this every year in training camp. It's running back is by far the hardest position to evaluate in training camp, especially when they're not doing full pads and full tackling, because you know, you look like you're bouncing one every of uh, of uh, uh, for a touchdown on every play. When it's just they're not really tackling you today. This, this I'm going to talk about a receiver right quick. But today, Braxton Barrios caught a pass over the middle. <clears throat> Ashton Davis ran at him full speed like he was about to drop his shoulder and just blow him up. But at the last second, he pulled up and then went to do a two-hand touch on him. But in the middle of him pulling up, Braxton Berrios hit him with a double juke and scooted right by him and ran in for a touchdown. And if you're not like – used to training camp practice and seeing how this goes, maybe you think Braxton Barrios just broke Ashton Davis's ankles and made a touchdown. When no, it, it only happened because Ashton Davis didn't lower his shoulder and annihilate him. And that's what it's like with running backs on every, uh, on every play in camp. Uh, the, the defenders always come and hold up at the last second, so it's hard to evaluate. But – Today, I, I saw some shiftiness. It's a bounce in this step. That was the first time I was like, okay, okay, I, I can see something here too as well. Um, I'm, I'm not going to anticipate too much playing time for him this year unless, obviously, there's an injury to Bell or Frank Gore. Um, Frank Gore is going to get a bunch of touches this year. 
Uh, we'll wait to see exactly how uh, Le'Veon Bell is used and how Gase decides to deploy him. I know that he's talked about using him more, having a, a better plan for him. And Le'Veon Bell is, without a doubt, in outstanding shape. But I think Frank Gore is going to eat a lot of carries. And uh, P. Ryan's just going to get a handful every now and then. So we'll, we'll probably have more time to be able to evaluate him until, like, you know, before he actually is needed to contribute on a, on a, a large scale. All due respect to Frank Gore, but him eating a lot of carries, I think, is what a lot of Jets fans are worried about right now. Next question comes in from Cody John. He says, putting everything else aside, how has Chris Hogan looked physically at training camp? Uh, you know, we've only gotten a couple of days of it, but so far he, he looks good. Um, again, he's not an elite top-tier athlete, but he, he's been impressive. He, he doesn't seem to be, you know, out of shape or even out of football shape, although we haven't ramped up to full football shape yet. But he looks really good. He looks exactly like uh, uh, you would expect him to look. And again, he, he he's not the answer for everything that they need right now, but he can help. Next question comes in from Mr. Fay. He says, what is the competition like during practices between Gase and his offense and Williams and his defense? There's a lot of talk about how Williams is very intense and competitive during training camp practices, and obviously he's a former head coach, so there's an extra element of it where it feels like he's running a unit versus another team's unit. Is there a rivalry there that you can see when covering the team in training camp practices? I mean, there's a rivalry in the sense of, you know, competition and just listen, this, all coaches are like this. They, they want to beat everybody they're going up against. Um, and uh, this, this is always the case at every training camp. Uh, it's offense versus defense. And uh, you know, that's why you see these fights breaking out in camp between the players. They're playing against, themselves they're playing against themselves the Dolphins is separated and the defense they're like two separate teams this type of year uh the coaches are definitely have a little bit of rivalry going back and forth with each other uh you know trying to get the best of each other and then they get a hold it over the the person until the next practice um it, it might be amplified a little bit more uh with Gates. I I'd say I'd probably say it's a little bit less than Rex uh, when Rex was here, but it's definitely more than when Todd Bowles was here. But I also say that that's probably more coming from the Greg Williams side of things than it is the Adam Gase side of things. Um, Greg Williams wants to beat whoever's in front of him, and he doesn't just want to beat you. He wants to embarrass you, and he wants to annihilate you. Next up is two questions that I'm going to combine into one because they touch on similar topics. First, from Sun Moon Rise says, compared to camps from previous years, do you see any difference in terms of vibe and quality in terms of how the players and coaches are acting and performing? And then on top of that, Sean Stalker throws in, every year there's buzz about how there's a vibe at camp that feels different this year, et cetera, et cetera. But this time it's being linked by some to the absence of Jamal Adams. Is this all a training camp trope like the around the NFL crew likes to say, or does it actually feel different without Jamal there? It feels different because it's a little quieter um, because I don't hear Jamal. That's, that's the only thing that can be attributed to Jamal. Um, 
Jamal, it's 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 not even like Jamal was constantly running his mouth, and I don't mean that in a bad negative way either. He was out there having fun and chirping and joking around, um, and he genuinely loves football, so he's just in his element, bouncing around and just chirping about everybody. They don't have anyone doing that this year. Jordan Jenkins is the closest thing to that. He has seemed to kind of run with that mantle a little bit, but it's like 15% of what Jamal Adams does. I was thinking about this the other day, though, because it is interesting. The whole the vibe is different here. The energy is a little different at training camp. It does seem to be a, a training camp trope. Um, it doesn't happen every year, like – you know, especially and um, some years it might happen negatively. Like Rex's last year, I remember being like, "Vibes a little different there," but it, in a bad way. Um, generally, the vibe being drastically different comes with a new coaching staff. And you know, I I was there for Rex getting fired to Bulls and Bulls to to Gaze, and that's generally when there's the biggest shift in vibes. Um, you know, there was. Bulls' last year, there was a little bit but with that. But there was a shift in energy and vibe from Bulls, and it was because of Darnold and drafting Darnold. And he was like, I finally got a quarterback. I think we can do something here. We know how that turned out. So the energy and vibe in camp doesn't really mean anything, no. Um, how much value does it have in us talking about it? I don't know. But it, it, it's not something we're making up. Um now, a large, I was thinking about this, too, because I, I wonder – I've never covered a, another team besides uh, the Jets. I wonder what Patriots reporters are doing. Are they talking about this, or is the vibe pretty much always the same because excellence remains excellent and they're always excellent? Or even if you just go with uh, a team like the Chiefs, before the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, they were just consistently good. Now, I don't know if the vibe changes year to year there. Maybe the vibe feels so different to us reporters because the season always ends so disappointedly. And it's just like we feel the energy and the vibe of the locker room towards the end of the year. And it gets kind of depressing. And we're all like, all right, the season's over. Can we just go home for the season? And then we come back and then everyone's excited for football again and the energy levels up. So that's probably just what it is more than anything but we're sitting there at training camp we got a lot of things uh, a lot of time just sitting there sometimes we need to fill with stuff and pointing out that the energy feels a little bit different is something that we all tend to do um i i tend to side on that it doesn't mean too much uh especially if it's not matched by quality play on the field but uh yeah, it, it's it's interesting the thing to look at, uh, but yeah, you know, I'd say the vibe is pretty similar to how it was last year. The only difference is Jamal's not there, and that's that's a noticeable thing. But everything else about it is pretty much the same as last year. Next question comes in from Gus Toon. He wants to know if the injury situation is weird to you because with Gase the last two years. 
at least it seems like on paper that there's been an extraordinary number of injuries. Has this been the case or is this just something where it's people's perception because you've covered this team for a decade now? Do you remember this being anything similar to what you saw when Bowles was the head coach and when Rex was the head coach? I think that there was two years, if I remember correctly, there was a year with Rex and a year with uh, Bowles where it was very similar to last year. I think uh, that both of them had him. I'd have to go back and look to see for sure. Um, With Gase, you know, Gase last year, I kept saying, this is a lot of injuries. And if you look at Miami, that was the case in Miami. Um, Because you can never look at injuries on a one-year sample size and take anything away from it. You just can't do it. Not in football. There's too many freak accidents and things that can't be controlled. Um, But if you add last year to his Miami years, they add up. Those are equal there. So that shows a, a, a very possible, maybe even likely problem along something the way is run. Um I'm not ready to throw anything that happened this year into that category yet, just because of the long layoff, especially players not being able to work out as they normally would. Um, You know, a lot of players in the summertime, they go and they do outside uh, exercising mostly. Um, So maybe they weren't as affected as much, but then other players might do more just strictly gym stuff. And maybe they didn't have access to their own gym. So um, and remember, not all of these players are millionaires and multimillionaires. So maybe some of them felt they couldn't afford to just go buy whole gym equipment and get ready for that stuff. Um, with that long layup, again, this is the reason why they uh, had built in the ramp up period because they expected more injuries so this year. So I'm not ready to lump this all in yet. Give it another week or two. Uh, we're starting to see more guys coming back. And if this continues, especially if it continues during the season, then we're gonna, I'll be able to sit here and say, yeah, there, there's something alarming going on here. Try to figure out what it is, but that'll be a knock against Case if that continues. But right now, I'm not quite ready to do that just because of the situation, the scenario we're in right now. It's entirely predictable that you're going to have a bunch of these soft tissue injuries kind of messing things up for teams. Final question comes in from Earth to Adam. He says, gentlemen, first time, long time. Is it a pipe dream to hope that Quentin Williams and Mekhi Becton have become friends at training camp and regularly battle each other, not only on the field, but off the field too, perhaps in things like eating contests, rounds of Madden, or even checkers. I would like to think that there's a buddy cop movie in the works down the line. I'm not going to put it out of the question. They seem like two guys that would be friends. I don't know about a buddy cop movie, but if they can develop a nice chemistry, and as we talked about with Quentin Williams and Jedrick Wills when they played against each other at Alabama, iron sharpens iron. If they make each other better in practice and even off the field too, great. Hopefully that's what's going on. It's my pipe dream. Um, (laughs) Actually, honestly, I don't know that I'd say it's a pipe dream, but it's my dream. Um, It's it's what I want in life. It's all I want in life, honestly, right now. Um, 
you know, this is another one of these, uh, the downsides of not having open locker rooms because if, if the locker room was open and I could stroll in and I could just sit here and talk to Becton and Quinn and Williams one-on-one about this, I would do it. Um, but maybe I, I don't, I don't think other reporters would object to this being mentioned on uh, being a zoom question though. So maybe I'll, I'll try to spring that on somebody. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's the dream, man. Those two guys, uh, especially Quinnen, because, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this, just the big giant kid in him. Um, Becton's got a little bit of that as well. Not not quite the same, but he's got a little bit of that. He's He's got some fun playfulness about him. And when you're that size, fun playfulness comes off a little bit different. So uh, they're, they're a good match. It, it will be interesting to see them do stuff like that. The only downside is Quinnen is eating much more healthier mm-hmm. nowadays. So I don't think we can get him on, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to get them to have like an Oreo eating contest or go to IHOP and see who can, uh, you know, clear out the entire restaurant first. Um, I, I think we'll probably have to scale that back to some more of their, their diet friendly foods. But um, the, I, I think we could get that. Uh, need to find out a little bit more about Becton and, what? Uh, how much is Becton like Madden? Is is, is Becton all about the ultimate team and Madden? Uh, is he going to be excited to go home and play with himself as <laughs> Quinnen Williams was excited to go play with himself last year? <clears throat> if you remember that quote, mm-hmm. um, they they can have some fun with each other. Their their personalities seem to not mesh really well and bounce off each other. So I do do think and hope that we can get some type of content with that. I don't know. Maybe I'll even pitch that to the uh, in-house Jets media to get them to try to do some fun things together just just to see it. Because, you know, ideally, perfect world, not dealing with COVID, I'd be the one trying to get this story for myself, uh, put up on my site, get that engagement. But honestly, I just think the world needs this at this point. So maybe I'll see if I can make it happen with, with them, the in-house uh, reporters doing it. Here's my idea. Makai Becton's mother is legendary for her culinary skills. I say Makai invites Quinnen over for Christmas dinner, and then we can see some sort of eating competition because by then, Chris, unless they make the playoffs, fingers crossed, they would be eliminated and he won't have to worry about a cheat day. So he and Makai can go to town and they'll know that the quality of the food is excellent because Mrs. Becton will be the one preparing it. There you go. There, there you go. There's a solution. Of course, where you know who knows uh, what Christmas is going to look like. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. Listen, like I said, a a buddy cop movie with these two. Anything with these two teamed up, I'm here for it. And I think we just the world needs that content. Um, so any any, I'm up for anything. I'm up for them playing. Twiddly winks, thumb wars, whatever, whatever you got it. I'm, I'm with it. I agree. I would love to see something along those lines, or at least a little something that teases in that direction. Maybe the Jets multimedia department will come up with something that they can post on the Jets website, or maybe even something that's like a little segment on one Jets drive or something. But we'll keep our fingers crossed. I do think that the two of them will get along pretty well because, like you said, they have somewhat similar personalities in some ways. So it'll be interesting to see how they mesh as time goes on. Chris Nimbley, the very big deal, covering the Jets for JetsInsider.com. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some of these training camp questions. 
Simmons with me. We'll be getting back to covering training camp tomorrow when the practices resume. In the meantime, plenty of stuff up at your website, right, Chris? Jetsinsider.com. Yes, absolutely. Got uh, three uh, my three observations up from all the days of camp so far. Going to have more, obviously, coming uh, this week. Uh, we'll have a scrimmage at some point, so you'll want to read that. And then I'm going to start dropping uh, spe- uh, player-specific articles, too and the position specific articles. So I'll have plenty of content coming out this week for you. Go ahead and check out Chris's very big deal work over at jetsinsider.com. Follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the Jets. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.